the team storms the field to mob Chris Perry. WCBN Sports, 88.3 FM, Ann Arbor, WCBN.org. Grabs on to attempt it for the Wolverines. Holds your breath, Ann Arbor, as the bar gets set. Places down, kick is up. It's long enough. It's good! It's good! Michigan wins the game! Michigan shocks Washington, and the Wolverines are victorious! Your radio is on. It's on 88.3 FM. WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor's 24-hour open-minded radio surprise pudding. Licensed to the regents of the University of Michigan. Operated by students at the University of Michigan. Uniquely maintained as a healthy alternative and a positive influence on the mental health of the Ann Arbor community. You are here. Well, uh, it's about 6.30 p.m., and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And we're not going to talk about the Titanic, or even burrowing for morels, <laughs> courtesy of John Cale. He apparently came to Ann Arbor looking for morels. And they had some event over the weekend that honored this... Uh, practice because apparently he his hundredth birthday came up or something. Oh John Cage. John Cage, I mean. <clears throat> I think I'm getting JJ Kale. Yeah. <laughs> John Kale, John Cage. A green who uh, actually uh lived in Ann Arbor as a uh, child. His father uh was briefly uh employed at the U of M as a professor. Mm -hmm. And so uh some of John Cage great one of the great uh, composers and philosophers I think of the twentieth century. Um and also a big mushroom enthusiast. Yes. Not the uh, psilocybalines necessarily, but uh, although I suppose he may have dabbled in those. Well, they do grow all over Ann Arbor because uh, there's something about the moisture here, the valley, the uh, early morning dew. Well, the alluvial soils of a glacial uh, yeah. residue that we enjoy here in a peninsular state. And, of course, the uh, soil in Michigan is... Uh, very fertile, and that's going to be interesting to see what happens to those pie cherries, because <laughs> Michigan uh, grows the sour cherries that we make cherry pie, and uh, the crop may be uh, affected this year because of the strange uh, weather that we've been having. Uh, of course, today it's very gusty. Where are the wind turbines? Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. We're long overdue here. But actually, I do have one quick thing to say, vaguely Titanic-related. Uh -oh. I'll just throw out here. Uh, because of some interesting research, this is reported from Stockholm, Sweden, uh, that uh, 
the idea that uh, women and children first to the rescue boats uh, is common practice has been disproven. Uh, that in fact, uh, chivalry, male chivalry is a myth. Surprise, surprise. Uh, the findings of this uh, Swedish re- Swedish research find that uh, behavior in life and death situations is best captured by the expression "every man for himself." The Titanic is actually an exception to this, where of uh, the seventy three percent of the women and fifty percent of the children survived, compared to only twenty point seven percent of the men. And that is entirely to do with the fact that the captain threatened to shoot men, Mm -hmm. taking the places of women in the lifeboats. Um, That, in fact, uh, women and children have uh, poorer survival rates in all other documented uh, instances of ship sinking and disasters, Mm -hmm. as uh, every man for himself takes uh, the stage. Well, there is a lot of historical fascination with the Titanic, and, of course, I think they reissued the movie over the weekend in... 3D. But even better, they showed uh, a a much, uh, a far superior film uh, called A Night to Remember, a British film from uh, 1958 on uh, Turner Classic Movies over the weekend. And you can see where Cameron stole all of his ideas uh, and reworked it into a a romantic extravaganza, now available in 3D. Well, I also heard an interesting uh, report over the weekend regarding the Titanic, since we're talking about the Titanic. (laughs) Sorry. Joseph Goebbels apparently made a very a strange propaganda movie called Titanic that uh, hmm. uh, went from the perspective that it was a British plot. Well, he was very interested in film. And it was a propaganda uh, movie that apparently the Nazi regime spent quite a lot of money uh, on the so-called technical effects. Uh, it would be very interesting to see it someday just because um, we have so many... Reincarnations of Joseph Goebbels uh, working in the uh, right-wing media today here in the United States. Indeed, I'm sure uh, if uh, you got him uh, liquored up enough, Karl Rove would would admit that uh, Joseph Goebbels is probably one of his intellectual heroes. Um, Certainly, Goebbels made uh, an appeal to uh, the great director Fritz Lang to work for Der Fuhrer, Mm -hmm. uh, Hitler having been a big fan of uh, Lang's Metropolis. Uh, (laughs) Lang, of course, said, oh, that's a great opportunity. Yes, I'll see you tomorrow, and went home and cleared out his bank account and left the country that day. Yeah. He Wise prob- move. Probably made the right move. Uh, of course, the uh, what the, the, the Dr. Mabuse movie is a fabulous yeah. uh, sort of paradigm of uh, yeah. dictatorship, propaganda, et cetera. Very well. Yeah, that was his last film in Germany before uh, the war. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, obviously... Uh, some interesting stories this week, nonetheless. Uh, Mitt Romney, uh, you know, Rick Santorum has decided to drop out of the race. I suspect this is, has more to do with the fact that he was going to lose his home state of Pennsylvania yep. more than anything. Uh, of course, he used the uh, health of his uh, his daughter. His Spending more time with the family is always mm-hmm. a, a sort of a panacea for politicians with uh, publicity issues. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how uh, Rick Santorum's future bodes in the uh, Republican Party in the future. Obviously, he would, if Romney loses, he would probably be declared the front runner for 2016. But he's done, uh, I think, irreparable damage to the GOP. And of course, over the week, uh, Mitt Romney's working real hard on that gender gap. Uh, they're trying to pick. Any little morsel of uh, 
scandal uh, to uh, exploit. And this Hillary Rosen comment, of course, just the latest example of uh, how pathetic uh, the media will reach to declare outrage about a comment that a pundit made that was obviously the words were poorly picked. I, I think that probably at the end of the day, the uh, conversation was taken a little bit out of context. But uh, I don't think that's going to work for the Romney campaign. And uh, I think the gender gap remains uh, significant in the race. It's interesting that the Wall Street Journal just uh, a couple of weeks ago published a uh, poll from uh, what they call the 10 key swing states. And Obama is leading in all of them. Uh, of course, some of these states are within the margin of uh, polling error uh, mm. info, but uh, it's most interesting, by the way. And, of course, you know, a state like North Carolina is obviously going to be close because uh, Barack Obama barely won that. But even in North Carolina, Barack Obama has a slight lead uh, over uh, Romney uh, by three points. So we'll see what happens. But in many of these states, uh, it's obviously going to be a very close election regardless of your perspective, and uh, we'll see how the uh, um, issues work their way around. I do want to take Mitt Romney to task for this uh, very distorted um, comment regarding job losses under Barack Obama that women have suffered. Mm. Yeah. He's thrown out a statistic, and of course... Uh, Calling it a war on women. Yeah, uh, as if we haven't already seen the war on women over the last couple of years... Um, within the Republican Party. Uh, it's interesting, just even in the health care uh, debate, that uh, Daryl Issa, stand away from that car, the car alarm man, <laughs> back in the news today with uh, sort of splashy, uh, misdirected hearings about the Secret Service scandal over mm -hmm. the weekend regarding prostitution. Uh, Berlusconi-style parties. Who knows what that's all about, and who knew the Secret Service had... So many contacts in Cartagena, Colombia. <laughs> but irrespective of this uh, claim that uh, women under Obama have somehow suffered the brunt of the, of the job losses is very misleading. For one thing, the recession uh, ended uh, in June of 2009, uh, shortly after the stimulus package was uh, passed overwhelmingly by the Democratic Party and the stimulus package, if you will recall, has been bashed as a main uh, economic talk talking point of uh, Mitt Romney, who I think uh, from this point on, I'm just going to call him Dim Mitley. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Kind of like Dudley Do-Right. <laughs> he is so Dudley Do-Rightish. Uh, and he, you know, he's, he's, he's a reasonable chap, but there is something about him that's... Uh, He's so square that it's just almost yeah. humorous. He makes Huey Lewis look radical <laughs> to watch sometimes. <laughs> I love when he wears the topsiders with the blue jeans. Oh, yes. For that's that. a, a winning blue-collar look. That blue-collar. more of a college preppy look. <laughs> <laughs> blue-collar combo look. It's a fashion statement. But uh, irrespective of that, the recovery did begin in June of 2009. The job losses, and of course, there's still a debate as to when the actual... Great Recession started. But the only reason women are losing jobs or lost jobs under Barack Obama is because state and local government have been cutting jobs. Mm -hmm. That's where they've been losing the jobs. And, the, and those budget uh, 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 implications from the recession 
are part of what is known as the business cycle. Basically, what happens is um, when you have job losses, um, spending uh, tax revenue declines. Mm -hmm. It's it's that simple. And particularly uh, when state budgets are sort of uh, dependent upon uh, property taxes, for instance. We've had housing prices go way down. So property taxes, in theory, have declined. Uh, of course, foreclosures are still a major problem with the economy. But if you actually look at the graphs, uh, women have not uh, done all that uh, badly under Barack Obama. And the arbitrary date of Barack Obama becoming president in January of 2009, I just remind people that uh, Obama, of course, is inaugurated on the 20th of January, but he's inherited a cyclical recession caused uh, largely by uh, the very policies that Mitt Romney wants to bring back. Deregulation and cutting taxes uh, on uh, the wealthy, the well-to-do, under the theory that they will somehow create jobs. Uh, this and is, all the military spending that can be drafted up on paper. This is always uh, uh, um, this is this has not worked over the past thirty years, and the numbers themselves uh, are are you know it's a statistic, and I think it was Mark Twain uh, repeated, of course, by Winston Churchill that there are of course uh, lies, statistics, and damn lies, and statistics, lies, and damn lies. Uh, it's a statistic. It's inaccurate, and uh, it needs to be picked apart uh, for its um, uh, the implications of what's going on. Um, Three-fourths of the jobs cut. This is the Wall Street Journal from April 13th, an article by Josh Mitzel, Mitchell. Uh, recession's pain hit men, women at different pace, talking about the uh, cyclical aspect of, of how recessions function. But he notes uh, women have been disproportionately hurt by cuts by government. Three-fourths of the job cuts, quoting from Josh Mitchell here, by the public uh, sector since the start of the recession were held by women. So, of course, these are uh, administrative teacher jobs. Secretarial. Secretarial. And uh, there is no job loss, by the way, in the healthcare sector uh, where women... Um, hold many jobs, including jobs like nurses and doctors and that sort of thing. So Mitt Romney, as uh, to paraphrase Shakespeare, doth protest too much. <laughs> Indeed. And speaking of picking apart, uh, I think it uh, merits uh, a little close scrutiny at the actual language of Mitz's Romney. I'll call her Mitz's Romney. Yeah, um, who, of course, responded to this uh, comment by the, what's her name? Uh, Hillary Rosen. Hillary Rosen. Yeah. Uh, and this is Mrs. Romney on her Twitter account, which everybody's tweeting and Twittering about this, which is the bizarre practice we won't go into here now, but uh, her Twitter is, uh, quote, I made a choice to stay home and raise five boys. Believe me, it was hard work, close quote. No one's going to deny that. I think everybody knows how yeah. hard uh, it is to be a mom. Uh, no no question about that. The word I like to sort of key in on there is choice. Exactly. She made a choice. Well, a word my, that she repeated over and she over. She repeated over and over <laughs> again because further on uh, Fox News on Wednesday, she said, quote, my career choice was to be a mother uh, and that we need to respect choices that women make. 
This is something that Mitt Romney's mother would probably agree with. Of course, she uh, campaigned fairly strongly within the Republican Party for the right for women to seek abortion, mm -hmm. if they so choose. So my own mother, uh, sort of the, of the generation of the young housemakers of the Mad Men series. Uh, I was born in 63. My mom was uh, quite young and a stay-at-home mom, a homemaker. That was the typical tra uh, trajectory there. Uh, a few years later, my mom needed to get a job to sure. pay for the growing costs of a, of a growing family. And uh, although, of course, that she was interested in that uh, sort of the intellectual stimulation of uh, being active in the workplace, it was primarily economic necessity that drove that uh, sweeping social trend. Uh, not so much a choice. Yeah, and most women, for the record, don't have four houses and two Cadillacs right. to worry about. Um, so the, I mean, I mean, the, the she the, probably had a nanny too. No, no offense. Well, really... I'm sure she did, and she probably even had a maid somewhere. Yeah. Uh, maybe they stayed in the vacation home when Mitt was somewhere else. But the point is, is that there's a, a lot of work that people do that is not recognized or acknowledged as work, and so it doesn't come with any benefits. And this is something feminists have talked about for years: is homemaker is a full-time job that should have. You know, where's the insurance options for, sure. for that? You know, where are, and uh, there's a number of other uh, careers uh, where the work is very hard and it's just not given the respect that it uh, demands because it seems insignificant. It's work is work. Work is work and that work is an interesting uh, word because it's used interchangeably with so many things that we do in our society. We even use it in sports all the time. You know, mm -hmm. they're working hard in the corner to dig up the puck. That kind of thing. And the, and the word work, obviously the scientific definition of it is force times distance. Well, obviously nobody's denying that um, a stay-at-home mother uh, works. Uh, obviously uh, Ann Romney's uh, quote-unquote choice was probably dictated as much by the generational aspects mm -hmm. of when she was born and when Mitt was born more than anything else. And the fact that the, she had an opportunity to, quote, choose to stay home because uh, Mitt Romney obviously worked hard in college. Um, you know, he got a double degree from Harvard in uh, law and business at the same time. Nobody's disputing that he's um, well-educated, uh, sometimes not that bright, but <laughs> certainly well-educated. And, of course, he grew up in a very wealthy family. I don't know if you've ever seen Cranbrook, for the record, but Cranbrook in uh, suburban Detroit, mm. uh, quite frankly, has nicer facilities than probably half the community colleges here in the United States of America. I mean, it's an incredible complex. Um, a uh, mostly private school, but quasi-public, because it does offer some opportunities for uh, gifted children to attend. That's great uh, for, for the Romney family, but uh, how ironic that the word work is being exploited by the right-wing media claiming, mm -hmm. you know, this absolutely ridiculous argument that they're making. I mean, you know, Hillary Rosen is entitled to her opinions. Uh, I call this the politically correct right-wing speech. Right. That, by the way, we saw raise. What she meant clearly was didn't have a job. Didn't have like a job. A traditional job. A traditional like, job. Punch in the clock. Sort didn't of. have to, quote, deal with the struggles of uh, office politics and most whatnot. middle class and lower middle class women. But how interesting that raising children itself is a 24-7, quote, job mm -hmm. or it's 24-7 
work. How interesting that it's the Republican Party with their um, bizarre focus on contraception. I think the, w Rick Santorum and the Catholic uh, bishops. We got there too late. <laughs> the bishop. <laughs> we yeah. was too late. We was too late. Well, yeah, they might be too late to the... <laughs> Uh, the presidential election this year, but it's interesting that they're the ones that want to force women to have children by denying them the right to an abortion, for instance, even under very uh, difficult circumstances. And how fascinating that, you know, it, when you read more about the Romney family, that it was uh, Ann Romney who uh, gave money to Planned Parenthood at various times in her career and uh, allegedly still believes in uh, the right to an abortion. She won't talk about this, obviously, because this is a litmus test within the mm -hmm. GOP. So I think that this 92%, 92.3% uh, statistic that Mitt Romney's throwing around basically is, is a distraction from the fact that we are in a, uh, in, in, we've been in recovery mode now for uh, over two years. Yes, the jobs are, are coming back uh, slowly, but the only reason that the um, weakness in the economy has persisted is the numerous government jobs that have been cut primarily in states run by the Republican Party. So uh, Mitt Romney needs to uh, fill out the picture a little more. And the fact that the Three Stooges uh, had a movie open this weekend, all we can say is that Moe, Curly, and Shemp are still in the race. <laughs> Larry has dropped out. Larry has dropped out, and indeed, uh, I forget who, which one's which one's Newt. Newt's Curly. Newt's Curly. Oh, wise guy, eh? He's apparently not not going to be on the ballot in Utah because the check he wrote. Oh for yeah, let's give him a brain damage award. For bounced that. a check to the state of Utah, a five hundred dollar check. <laughs> He's apparently got uh, approaching five million dollars in personal debt. He's now currently. Uh, charging $50 a photo uh, to uh, raise campaign funds. So dress up like a clown, give Newt 50 bucks, and get a picture of yourself taken with Newt as a clown, and then ask your friends to tell who's who. Well, hopefully the bank manager, when they, when they brought this bounce check to Newt's attention, said, Oh, wise guy, huh? Boy, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, Newt's not dropping out, and uh, I, he refuses to drop out. He's like, uh, I don't know, some sort of a. I can't. I'm struggling here to even think of the appropriate figure of uh, some sort of a cartoon character. He was like, nope, nope, I'm not backing down, not backing down. I was like, dude, uh, like you're it, everything's eroding. Nope, not backing down. Well, we'll just say that Big Fig has turned into Little Date. <laughs> He's, he's a piece of dried fruit. Yeah, well, Callista still thinks he's going to be the next president of the United States. That's well, what she's saying in Delaware. So. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, by the way, that he isn't dropping out. Because, it, it, you know, for Romney, it, what's interesting is that the next round of primaries are in states that um, normally would be his so-called home turf. Uh, New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Connecticut, I think, are the four states. So he's going to do fairly well that mm -hmm. day. But it would be very interesting to see what happens in May when some of the turf switches back to uh, more, uh, shall we say, favorable to Santorum's perspective. Because I still say there's a very large 
anti-Mitt vote within the Republican Party. And it may take Romney much longer than some of these pundits realize for him to, quote, wrap up this uh, nomination. Because uh, I do believe that New Jersey is a winner-take-all state, but I think some of these other states remain uh, proportional. And obviously there is going to still be, you know, Newt says he's staying in the race because he wants to give the conservatives an, an alternative. Um, what an alternative. Well, I mean, the alternative is 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 Mitt, really, because or Dim Mitley, as I liken that name more and more, uh, because uh, he's got the unenviable task of trying to, you know, pull back into the center to appeal to the moderates while not going so close to the center that he turns away all of the Santorum type voters. Sure. So he's not going to be able to do both. It's just. He's going to, again, be the sort of uh, talking both sides out of your mouth flip-flopper, say this to these people, go over there and say that to those people, and at the end of the day, none of it's believable, and uh, you just can't appeal to the the center and the far right at the same time. Yeah, and, he, you know, Barack Obama plays basketball, so my advice to Mitt Romney is uh, learn how to double dribble. <laughs> If not travel, which he probably will do quite successfully. And as for Ron Paul, uh, of course, he remains in the race, and he's uh, yet another alternative. I did want to mention, speaking of Ron Paul, um, it's fascinating to kind of examine the basic, you know, one of his, he, you know, he's got a variety of appeals uh, for young people out there. That's been uh, well documented that that's part of his uh base, so to speak, mm -hmm. along with uh, some uh, aspects of the uh, Tea Party. It's very interesting to actually look at one of his basic ideas about the gold standard. And I've been promising to bring this information in, and I always rely on the old uh, World Almanac for uh, this kind of information, because facts uh, do matter. Um, First of all, it's interesting that when when you look at global reserves of gold, uh, this is according to the IMF, uh, and it shows that the United States uh, does hold the most gold in the world, um, but this is reported gold to the IMF. <laughs> we don't really know how much gold sits in uh, caves and... Um, Swiss vaults, temples, and yeah, the Vatican certainly has a, a nugget or two chucked away in the basement. Yeah, they've got some nuggets here and there, and and even countries like China and India that have very low uh, so-called uh, gold holdings in the uh, latest uh, World Almanac regarding gold reserves. This is just you know fascinating information to compare. But uh, America, according to the IMF, has uh, roughly currently. And the, the, their gold reserves have been holding steady now for uh, almost a decade, which in and of itself is suspicious. But uh, they basically have uh, 261, I'll just use round numbers here, 261 is their number. Germany has 109. Uh, Italy, um, 78. France, 78. This gives you a relative idea, and of course, China is is listed on here at 33. Um, who knows? I, I suspect China has much more than that. But if you change the uh, mon the monetary standard, which isn't going to happen, by the way, um, 
for a variety of reasons. Uh, the American economy has gone, been on the gold standards at various times. It was taken off the gold standard, uh, so to speak, uh, during the uh, Great Depression by FDR for a variety of reasons. And the uh, economic uh, model that was used from 1944 until 1971 was the fixed exchange rate, the dollar fixed exchange rate. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting to note, by the way, that at this point, China outproduces America in gold production. This is from uh, 2009. So if we switch over to the gold standard, uh, not only would we become proportionately poorer, but who would hold the gold? The mining companies. <laughs> We'd go from central banks to international mining companies. Scary stuff. Something we can talk more about, because uh, Ron Paul, I don't think, is dropping out of the race. No, and there was an interesting article, I believe, in The Nation a couple issues back about one of his key financial supporters, uh, a man whose name now uh, escapes me, but uh, is a primary shareholder in a corporation that does a lot of heavy-duty surveillance work, a Palantir Corporation, mm -hmm. uh, computer surveillance, communication surveillance, and uh, that... Seems a little at, at odds with uh, some of Ron Paul's stated uh, views on uh, government intrusion of uh, individual rights and liberties. we got about a minute to go on the show. You are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Yazoo City Calling will be coming up next on this fine station. And, of course, we'd like to thank Andrew for uh, engineering once again. I noticed that you've got an article there about the mouse that roared. North yes. Korea. They launched a rocket, and it failed. Didn't soar. <laughs> it failed. And uh, interesting to note, as we chuckle at their failure, uh, that uh, North Korea is claiming that this was not a prohibit. It's not weapons-related. They claim that it's uh, part of a celebration marking the 100th anniversary of the birth of the regime's late founder, Kim Il-sung. Uh, of course, it's the 100th anniversary of the Titanic going down. It's the 100th anniversary of the great... <laughs> empire of north korea similar uh sinking qualities to both uh, vessels yeah uh alas the rocket failed and surprise surprise it is sitting in davy jones locker indeed <laughs> well we're out of time so uh do stay tuned yazoo city calling coming up next right here on this fine station They're cats, America's most popular pets, but also the pet most likely to die prematurely from disease, poison, animal abuse, and collision with vehicles because many people let their cats roam freely. To protect your cats from harm, please keep them indoors. A safe cat is a happy cat. Yes, thanks to the Gray Matters guy for mattering and and working their Gray Matter. It's time for Yazoo City Calling. Music from the Mississippi Delta and the surrounding areas. Out there in the Piedmont and farther in country. Music performed low those many years ago and sometimes some more modern updates of music that helped create this noise they call rock and roll and in turn also gave birth more directly to the urban blues without these folks who wouldn't have had it. And you heard of this guy. His name is bandied about 
as having sold his soul to the devil. All I know is that he played a big, big part in the creation of the music of today in his short lifetime. Here's Robert